Chapter 6 Enlistment Bosch, late spring, 2349. Four days after arrival. Miriam said you wanted to talk to me? I look with interest at all the books lining the wooden shelves behind and around Teddy Bosch, who sits behind a desk stacked with paper and even more books. There are two globes sitting side by side on one corner. I had just finished doing dishes, even though Miriam said I needn't. But I'm committed to not being a burden here and doing my share for these kind people. You like books? Teddy leans back in his chair and I can feel him watching me as my eyes dart across dozens and dozens of leather and paper-bound books in shades of brown and maroon and gray. Yep, never seen so many in one spot. Not even in the store. A bookstore? No, just a store. Does Bosch have stores just for books? That is another sign these pirate people must be rich beyond anything I ever imagined if they had special stores for books. Teddy chuckles and nods at the statement, and I shrug. I hadn't been in this room yet. The house already seems grand, with four bedrooms and inside bathrooms and a dining room and kitchen, and now, apparently, one just for books. I shake my head. He didn't have any books that I ever saw, though his rooms were far more opulent in their space and furnishing. Miriam has told me that their house is actually pretty modest, but I haven't been out beyond the yard since I arrived to compare. So why do you have two globes? I point to the models on his desk. One is darker than the other. I'd seen one once before in primary school, so I recognized them. He grins and reaches out to spin first the dark one and then the lighter one. This one, he gestures to the darker one, is of old earth, while this one, he gives another spin to the lighter globe, is new earth. I like knowing where things were as well as where they are now. I peer eagerly at the dark one and wonder, what was the planet like back before all the fires and floods and disease? My teacher had said there were more people than there were stars. That seems pretty unlikely and crowded. I shift nervously looking around the room and my gaze is caught by a painting above the unlit fireplace to my left. I walk over to it and lean on the mantel peering at it closely. It is a picture of a man sitting in the sand with his head down. He wears a red kerchief on his head and has buckles on his shoes. His hands are clasped on his knees, and a small wave is breaking in the yellow distance with red seabirds climbing above the man's head and flying out of the painting's corner. The yellow sand and sky are so bright they make me squint. It feels as if despair radiates from the man. What do you think of it? Teddy's voice appears at my shoulder and I start slightly. It's like I can't look away. He seems so alone, and he also seems sad. It's from old Earth days, an original, liberated by my great-great-great-great-grandfather, or something like that. He's marooned, part of pirate law. He broke the code and was punished by being left alone on a sandbar or an island. I tilt my head to one side, considering the marooned man. Being alone is a punishment? I give a derisive snort. Sometimes I think it's better to be alone. You only have to answer to yourself. Teddy nodded. Aye, there are times it's easier. But most of the time, people need each other and are stronger when they work together. I haven't had a lot of experience with working with people. Always seems like other folk are trying to keep me from doing what I want. He motions to one of the two green upholstered chairs placed in front of the fireplace. 
Sit down, cat. Please. I sat on the edge, keeping my back straight as I watched Teddy walk to a cabinet nearby and open it. The shelves in the cabinet are lined with bottles and sparkling glasses. He reaches up to the top shelf and brings down a bottle, then pours a measure of whiskey into two crystal glasses. Returning to the fireplace, he hands me one of the glasses as he sits with his in the other chair. So listen up. I've enlisted you in the Bosch Pirate Force as a recruit in the summer recruitment class. Bosch is where I have found myself. Another island nation. So common in New Earth, though, this one is much larger than Bellcoast, from Miriam's description. I haven't seen anything but this house and yard yet. Bosch is where glitter comes from. Glitter. That sparkling, bittersweet drug that makes all your worries disappear. And the Bosch pirates are the ones who mine it and supply it to the rest of the world. And the man sitting in front of me, the man whose airship I stowed away on, is the master commander of Bosch. The guy in charge of all of that. Can I ask you something? I look curiously at Teddy. He opens his hands and arms as if to welcome my question. Of course. This is Bosch. And your name is Bosch. Is everybody here named Bosch? Seems like that would get confusing. Teddy laughs. That's a good question, girl. And one most outside people are too afraid or embarrassed to ask. Nope. It is the tradition for the master commander to take the name Bosch upon taking office. I've carried the Bosch name for over a quarter century now. I nod in response and then go quiet as I consider where I've ended up and what he is proposing I do. I contemplate the amber liquid in the glass. The glass itself feels pleasantly heavy in my hand, and the crystal is cool. I trace the decorative design cut into it. Enlist? I'm not a soldier. I'm certainly not a pirate. What is this man's game? Why this interest in helping an escaped thrall? Teddy has been kind to me, but I've seen kindness change to cruelty in him. I've watched Teddy with Miriam, and they're like a young couple, always kissing and smiling at each other. I trust her. She trusts him. Well, what do you think? His gruff, gravelly voice cuts into my thoughts. I look curiously at him but say nothing, lifting the glass to my lips and tasting the whiskey. It is smooth and sweet and provides just the right amount of burn as it passes over my tongue and trickles down my esophagus. Far better than the crap my dad drank to excess in the North Country. I let the time stretch out. Suddenly, Teddy wrinkles his brow and barks. Speak up, girl. You'd better find your fucking voice if you don't want people to continue to roll right over you. I lean back in the chair and look at him. You mean like enlisting me in a pirate army without asking me first? Teddy sits back looking surprised by my question, and probably by my impertinence. Then he bursts out in laughter. Exactly like that. He points to the ground for emphasis. Exactly. Something about his laugh makes me smile. I decide to be honest with Teddy. I take a deep breath as I reveal my own plan for the future, one that I expect no one will take seriously. I want two things, to go back to the island and find Carissa. She was supposed to escape with me. She was the closest person I had to a friend there besides old Dorothy. And I want to get even with him. Get Carissa and anyone else who wants to go out of there into freedom. Leave him with no one. Nothing. Teddy stops laughing, and for a moment or two, his eyes flick from place to place in the room before settling back on his glass. 
Girl, that's a pretty big plan. Have you considered some of the details? He leans back in his chair and looks me full in the face. Well, some. I'm thinking fast here, as I have not really firmed up the hows. I have to get work. I'll need to earn some markers to hire an airship and a pilot. That will take a while. The rest I thought I'd figure as I went. Teddy nods and rubs his chin as he stands up and moves to the bar to refill his glass. Okay, okay. He pours another whiskey for himself, then turns around to face me, leaning back on the main shelf of the cabinet. Now take this for what it's worth, just an old pirate who has run nigh on a thousand missions delivering glitter and extracting people and items. But you need more than what you think. You are strong. Strong enough to get out of that place. But to go back in, you need to get stronger. He pauses as if he is considering how I will manage this. Daily physical training will help with that. And enlistment in the BPF will teach you to, one, fly, no hired pilot needed, two, fight, that might come in handy in a rescue, and three, shoot, another skill that might get you out of a fix. He counts these skills off on his fingers to me. Teddy walks over and sits down across from me, setting his glass next to mine on the small table between the chairs. He reaches out and holds his hands palm side up to me. I understand the gesture and appreciate him leaving the choice for contact up to me. I place both my hands in his, and I feel his larger brown hands grasp mine carefully. Our eyes connect. I believe you can do it, Cat Wallace, but I don't want you to go off half-cocked and unprepared. That'll help nobody. Get the skills with the force, and then repay that dog for the grief he caused you and others. We bosh, we understand revenge. He smiles broadly. You learn to fly, fight, and shoot, and nobody will ever be able to hurt you that way again. I feel warm inside. He didn't laugh at my plan. He's thinking of ways for me to do it successfully. He actually wants me to succeed. I feel a tear move slowly down my cheek. Teddy, I've only known how to farm and to garden, not how to soldier. But if you really think... It will help me get Carissa and get even. I'll become a Bosch pirate.